recording now. I'm recording too. You're recording in Audacity. Mm -hmm. Let's just go right into it. Hell yeah. Hey, everybody. So good to have you with us. This is the Guantanamo Bay's podcast. A Cuban a cousin, Cuban Kiki. cousin Kiki. Kiki. I'm Brian Bogart. And I'm Julian Goza. We're two Cuban cousins. How you doing, Jules? We're two Cuban cousins who talk about yeah. the motherland and sometimes other yeah. things. The motherland, culture, <laughs> miscellaneous. Cold shot. No stones go unturned. Yeah, exactly. Many stones do go unturned, but we turn as many as we can over the course of 40 to 50 minutes. The stones we turn, I feel, are precious gems. Yes. Yes. Um, we're recording remote. You're in San Diego right now, Jules. I'm in sunny San Diego. Yeah, how's it going over there? It's going as good as can be. I think I, I don't know if I mentioned on the last episode, but my mom had a major heart attack and had a bunch of things going on with her lungs. So she's been an, in and out of the sea at the CIA, the ICU. Honestly, I'd rather be in the ICU than so in the CIA. Awful. I think that she's, she's in better care. That's true. Although with my mom, yeah, even though with your mom, with my mom, I, I, I'm never sure. Yeah, um, it goes without saying, it really rocked our world. And we were just with you guys in San Diego two days before this all happened. So it was surreal. And, you know, I broke down like a baby when I heard about it. And I had to tell my mom uh, just by virtue of the way that I found out. And, you know, I just broke down. So uh, I know it was tough for a while, but it sounds like after, you know, she had some fluid drain from her lungs and things are really pointing the right direction after that. So get well soon, Aunt Carmen. I love you so much. And just know that we're all here for you and we all love you. And I'll stop smoking cigarettes soon. Is this related? <laughs> <laughs> the irony, the irony of that was not lost on me is my mom's like suffering from lung failure. I'm like, I need yeah. another pack. I need, I need to, <laughs> um, I'm so stressed all, over my mom having lung issues. Ways. I need to smoke cigarettes about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's gotten me in my fatal my fatalistic feels, um, <laughs> which is a place we often find but, ourselves. But we keep, yeah, we we're keep often going. in our fatalistic feels, but I think that's just the vibe of this decade, to be honest. Yeah, and the town yeah. we live in, I suppose. Not San Diego, though. San Diego. When we were there, we're just fantasizing about retiring in La Jolla. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do yeah. love me some yeah. San Diego. The uh, community, we'll say, is very welcoming. <laughs> <laughs> Julian, you dirty dog. With arms wide open. <laughs> with butts wide open. <laughs> that's, that's Weird Al's next hit. Yeah, yeah. muy patre. I mean, yeah, it's... It, <laughs> it's like, yeah, he like releases it for Pride Month. <laughs> he's like he's like uber Christian, right? Scott Staff. He is? Yeah, that, that was Creed's old shtick, man. Weird Al? Oh, Creed, Creed. I thought you were talking about Weird Al. I was like, shut up. Oh, no, I think he's... Weird Al Yankovic is... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, as all right as they come to. You dude. think you know somebody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, seriously. That'd be such a betrayal if, if Weird Al just was like, <laughs> by the way, all lives matter. We're just like, oh, God, Al... <laughs> <laughs> we thought you was cool, man. Scene, yeah. scene, hanging out with Mark Wahlberg. It's like what an odd pair. Tom Brady, Mark Wahlberg, and Weird Al <laughs> just on a yacht together. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's something that um, with everything fucked up happening this year, that would somehow make that would somehow be like one of the runaway news stories for sure. It was kind of, it's kinda of like akin to Ellen DeGeneres watching a damn. football game with George Bush. Just one of those surreal pairings. But that's one that makes perfect sense to me. Weird Al does not yeah. belong on a yacht with Tom Brady and Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, Pride Month is Ellen DeGeneres hanging out with George George W. Bush. That's Pride Month. That's what Pride Month has become, right? It's become that metaphor. It's become that moment in time. <laughs> yeah. Can't say they didn't warn us. So, yeah. It, yeah, 100%. But anyway, listeners, send send love and light to my mama. Um, and yeah. And speaking of mamas, let's talk about the mother. Yeah, welcome to Cuba. the podcast. That's where both of our moms are <laughs> this from. This is what we cousins. talk about. Uh, we have news stories from Cuba. So you have something for with uh, for us on news from the motherland, Jules? Yeah, yeah, but I don't have a Miami Herald account. Classic. <laughs> uh, yeah, they do. Sometimes we just got to go off their headlines. But we sh- we should just like get a Patreon going so we could at least just pay for a Miami Herald subscription because that's where a lot of news stories come from. Oh, yeah. crowdfund our research, people. Yeah, us us having a pa- yeah exactly us having yeah. a Patreon and and our listeners subscribing. It is, is investment. It is. Okay, it's an investment to public information. Do it for La Raza. Yeah, <laughs> La Raza. Every every dollar you donate goes directly oh, to the La Raza yes. fund, where we shall subscribe to the Miami Herald. <laughs> um, what we do beyond that, TBD. Um, we'll talk about it. But you okay? So you have a news story. I have a couple news stories too. So don't worry, we're not completely blank here. But what what do you have to? Okay, good. You go. You want me to go? What are we doing? I think so. (laughs) I think you should, because mine are lame. It's like Russia continues Mm -hmm. to make investments in Cuba. Like okay, news at eleven. We knew that. The and the Pope met with um the Cuban leader Uh Diaz Canel. And he's then, been very busy too um, because he also his, met with the leader of Iran. So Cuba is courting. So actually, one of my news stories. I think right sure. now the vibe in Cuba is who's going to get me the nicest present. You know, like Cuba feels destitute economically, politically, socially. We all know this, and right now. You see, I never think Cuba's agenda is as singular or as clear as I'm going to go this way or that way. It's like with their way they're set up right now, they're set up pretty nicely to have one foot in both camps, Uh, which I think this one story that I got from APNews.com, Cuba small businesses. So essentially, um, whoops, sorry, wrong. uh, Okay, here's the story. Cuban entrepreneurs get business training from the U.S. and hope that Biden lifts sanctions. So that's something that happened this week. While at the same time, Cuba hosted that's the cool. leader of Iran and is getting more investment from Russia, right? So so right now there's... You get the best I hope it works for words. them, right? Like, <laughs> I, want, I want them to figure out... Iran. Yeah. Well, I don't want to. Iran. No, no, no. I, I don't want it to work Iran, out for though. Iran. I'm saying, like, I just want it to work out for Cuba. Like, whatever choices they make, and they've made mistakes. The government admits to making mistakes. Even Jordan said they <laughs> urged me to tell people they have not done everything perfectly, right? So they, they've made some bad choices yeah. and bad partnerships. They acknowledge this, but I hope they choose right for better or worse. And whatever that means, a little bit here, a little bit there. I got my fingers crossed, you know, and I hope it's what could Iran 
What could Iran give them, though? Like plutonium, <laughs> maybe. Um, they definitely have a lot of political capital. <laughs> Their position in the Middle East is very strong and a lot of uh, resource-rich um, land, you know, like Iran. Uh, so, I mean, their their position as a global power isn't the lowest, right? So it's, you know, Iran automatically shows up to Cuba as kind of a higher status nation, which is kind of like most places that visit Cuba. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, Iran yeah. gave Russia all sorts of drones that they've used to destroy like civilian and energy infrastructure in Ukraine. So Iran is really trying to make a pass at being a, a global player. Um, and, you know, they, they are one of the great empires of the past. So I think they're there's like a handful of nations that will never, yeah, the but there's past. a handful of nations that will never not try to be a global power. There's there's a handful of them, and um, yeah, and Iran, Iran's one of them. Oh, Iran's one <laughs> of them. That's cute. Yeah. yeah, it's like that. Um, it's like Eric, that classic Eric, trope in like <laughs> animated series where there's like a little a little guy like swinging at like a big bully that just is like holding holding the guy yeah. at an arm's length, and he's like, "That's how you are." A little bit. I'm yeah, like, they're, they're right, not like cute. a particularly terrifying military. There's a lot of social unrest. Um, their drones have been like pretty successful in targeting civilian infrastructure, but whenever there's a competent air defense system, they get shot down pretty easily. So it's like they've they've made like I don't think the most positive contributions <laughs> to the world in that regard. Like, you know, yeah, your contribution is you can blow up civilian infrastructure. Good for you. Um, you know, and I know it's pot calling kettle black a little bit. But um, at the same time, you're also facing massive social unrest because of your uber repressive regime, you know, and and in particularly how how the yeah. leadership treats women. Hey guys, we're competent air defense <laughs> systems, and to get started, we'll get a one person. Um, NATO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Anyway, I, I do understand Cuba being a floater. I was that a floater. That is the best way to put it. Cuba is floating super hard right now, dude. Yeah, it's hanging out with the jocks. It's hanging out with the art fags. Like, it's it, it's it's sitting at every table it's in the It's also cafeteria. hanging out with, he, like, and this is Iran, but just, like, that kind of scary kid in the corner who's, like, throwing fireworks, you know, just, like, at people's feet. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Okay, so if, if Ron's a little guy being like, let me out, let me out, who's the one holding it at arm's length? Is it Israel? Is it the U.S.? Is it both? You know, who who do you feel like is holding it? NATO. It's NATO. It's I NATO. I said it. We were all thinking it. I said it. Yeah. I said it. It's NATO. NATO's a big boy. He's a big, strong boy on the on the God, black, and, on the been black eating top. eating fucking greens in the last couple of years. Like, people are questioning the relevance of NATO. They're admitting, like, two new nations. You know, uh, they... Finland is is in. They are. So who, Finland who, is officially who? in, but Turkey has been trying like hell to veto Sweden. Oh. Um, you know, Sweden has like I guess hosted um groups, you know, like religious ethnic groups that um Turkey is not a fan of. So they're they're at all, and you need a oh. unanimous consensus to admit a country. And Turkey is always the stick in the mud when it comes to NATO. Because you want to talk about a floater, you want to talk about. Who has foot in both camps? Turkey is that, but with actual power. Right. 
Turkey's not giving NATO. Like, I don't know if that's racist to say, but I'm like, you're too, I don't know. It's just, it's it's too Eastern. Like, it's its own thing. It should have its yeah. own NATO. Tato. Yeah, Tato but, but they are, what, <laughs> they're, they're the most stubborn NATO ally in terms of what, like, NATO's agenda seems to be in, like, a big picture. But they're also one of the most necessary mm-hmm. because of their geography and their economy sure. and their, their military infrastructure. And the fact that they are, uh, you know, yeah, it's it's like the diversity hire of NATO. Yeah, sure. Well, and I understand the resistance to Sweden because IKEA sucks. And so. Sweden, it's always missing Sweden a peg. didn't illegalize eugenics until the seventies, right? So they they lived in a eugenic driven society longer than Nazi Germany. Yeah. Wow. Go off. Spill it. They were voted. You know, everyone fetishizes the Swedish economic and uh, penal system and and everything, social system, but they were they they're consistently voted by the EU the most racist country in Europe. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Need, but but I will say, I had a lovely, I had a lovely time there. I had a lovely time. Um, we went to the ice bar in Stockholm. Yeah, I <laughs> love too, Sweden. Actually. It's so great. Yeah. Cute. I don't know what Swedish human relations great. are like. Great. They, you know, <laughs> I feel like those countries just in their, um, homogenous kind of, uh, social system. I think they have more in common. I, I think they know that they're aware of that as countries, but I don't know. Sweden's just probably too NATO for Cuba's taste. Yeah. Yeah. So you're pro Cuba being a floater. I mean, selfishly, I'm just like, come over to Daddy America, baby. Like, like selfishly, like <laughs> knowing that America has its own fucked up agenda. America has its own fucked up agenda. He was like, you were super mean to me. <laughs> I know, I know. But <laughs> like, like, no, that's exactly. drunk. I was drunk. With, I had this four-year affair with this Don guy. It was weird. You know, we broke up. Yeah, like Trump obviously rolled like, back well, a lot why do you of have that uh, Cuban relations tattoo? that Biden has like kind of reinstalled. <laughs> Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Well, yeah. I went actually right after Trump was elected. And I remember my mom being <laughs> yeah, like, oh, man, we are blessed with timing here. Um, and we were. Yeah. 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 But um, so that that is our first. So I guess the news from the motherland really is. Cuba's open for business. Like, I don't know if business is the right word because that implies capitalism, but Cuba's open for Cuba's down to mingle. Cuba's mingling more than they have in a long time. And I think maybe the world sees it in such a desperate position economically that they're kind of putting on. Maybe not a full court press, but certainly putting out their feelers right now. Right. Well, and also, and and like, I think it's like, maybe funny is not the right word, but to see Russia like trying to court Cuba. And I'm like, dude, y'all literally have a coup on your hands. Maybe figure out what you're going to do domestically <laughs> before trying to like, reinstall you know relations abroad y'all got your own problems right now (laughs) 
Cuba's like, we're also talking to the Wagner group. We're just kind of keeping <laughs> yeah, our options I mean, open. Who has the mo- more power between the two at this point? It's really hard to to <laughs> decipher. Um, yeah, Putin's been just despondent. Oh, sorry. Did you ever Putin. think you'd feel bad for like Putin, who's just like all depressed in his dacha, just like, man, like no one wants to play with me anymore. He's like, even my own chef rebelled against me and tried to overthrow. It was kind of, It's a strange story. The president of Belarus um, is apparently what brokered the peace. The best, like, yeah, yeah exactly. Lukashenko. The best kind of example that I saw is like, imagine if the U.S. had a, a really hard time invading Ukraine or invading Mexico. So some Blackwater mercenaries started marching on the White White House, and then Jamaica told them to. You know, please hold Jamaica. off. Jamaica, you're comparing like Jamaica Belarus brokered. to Jamaica. <laughs> Both the Belarusians and well, the Swedish Belarus hate that comparison. <laughs> but Belarus, and no one can deny this, that Belarus is a vassal state of Russia. Mm-hmm. Totally. And you would have to argue that, you know, Jamaica is very economically dependent on the U.S. Mm. So that's... I did not know that. <laughs> what that that Belarus was a vassal it's a huge, state, huge market for reggae. No, that Jamaica's dependent on the U.S. <laughs> Let me double check that so I don't sound stupid. I figured it was the U.K. I mean, the United States is America's most important trading partner, accounting for forty-four percent of Jamaica's total trade. So forty-four percent. All right, all right. Jamaica's that's trade right. there. Forty-four. That's forty-four is like pretty significant. Old. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, that, that, that's a lot of percentages to be your country's total trade. So, so what's the so business? Yeah, that, um, Cuba's down to mingle. What's the business we're going to open in Cuba, Brian? <laughs> I don't know. What is the need there? Right, God, I would hate myself if we just like brought the bird and lime scooters there, and we're just like, have at it. <sighs> We'd render those beautiful Cadillacs obsolete <laughs> once and for yeah. all. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We go from auga to just <laughs> like the silent hiss of those electric scooters. <laughs> you could, you, it get, it gets lost to the white noise of here, the waves crashing off. on the malecon. You know, we really underestimated how beautiful it was all going to become. You know, when, when we when we introduced scooters to Cuba, we thought we were ruining it. Turns <laughs> out we created a nice little ambiance. Turns out it's quite lovely what we did. <laughs> well, that's news from the motherland. What business? What business would you open in Cuba? <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, duh, suck and fuck club. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh man, I I gotta get out of the suck and fuck club headspace. It's like those are all my ideas right now. <laughs> San Diego's clearly been fun for you. Yeah, you know, I I find my ways of getting out, and thank God for that, or else it would just be ICU time all the time. But uh. But uh, you know, the, a kitty, uh-huh. a kitty realm, sunny, a kitty realm. Good. I'm happy to hear that. So that's news from the motherland. Uh, open for business, baby. Just like me. And uh, we'll keep an eye on it. But yeah, okay, Julie, we get it. I'm opening um, a business in San, C- San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> it's called my hole. Oh, I thought I. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You want to go down to the hole? Well, what's the hole? Is that like a bar? No, it's just some guy just opens his hole. Nice cool water for my. Is that good it's water? Good water. 
from the hospital. Yeah, <laughs> they got that. They got that hard good, to beat. Yeah, <laughs> they got that healing water. <laughs> they got that healing water that Fernando Cortez, uh, or what, is that who found the Fountain of Youth in Florida? Or whatever? The Fountain. Of, I think that is Cortez, the Fountain of Life or Fountain of Youth or yeah. something. Yeah, Cortez Explorer. Yeah. I'd hate to blaspheme this clone. Hernan Cortez. Hernan. Hernie. Yeah, it was Hernan Cortez. Hey, Hernie. The former governor of New Spain. What a title. <laughs> Same. So that's news from the motherland. We have a few more topics to cover. Do we do World According to Jules? Do you want to do Bogey Bogey Bum Bum or the Gay Item of the Week? I want to do week? the World According to Jules because that's the kind of world I want to live in. Okay. <laughs> All right, so for this segment, I read Julian a headline from the week that was, and I get his unfiltered thoughts. I want no actual thought put into your response, just pure stream of consciousness. Are you ready, Julian? Just splooging just all over the audio equipment. Okay, great. So your first story. Okay, we have two funny instances of tourists being naughty here's your first one um tourist faces twenty four thousand five hundred and fifty five oh, sorry twenty four thousand five hundred fifty dollar fine for carving his and his girlfriend's name into the coliseum your thoughts you said twenty five thousand twenty five hundred yeah, about it comes out to about a $25,000 fine for carving his and his girlfriend's name into the Colosseum. Well, I saw a lot of etchings, a lot of couple etchings when I went to the Colosseum. And you'd think if they were pulling in that much money and finding everybody that did it, they'd fix it up a little and they'd finally finish it. That's my fucking take on that. The Colosseum's beautiful, but they haven't finished it. Um, I'd love to see it completed. I don't think that's an unreasonable price if you're etching... Uh, into something that's uh, honestly archaic. Um, and I'll start finding people for etching on this ass. I'll start trying. Just no. kidding. It's still, it's still free. It's no, still, that's, it's that's still 30 free. seconds. That's, yeah, uh, I won't find you. I will pay <laughs> I'm you. I'm the giving tree up in this bitch. Whatever the opposite <laughs> of a fine is, I will do that to you for yeah. you to get up in this ass. As your initials hearing. all so, over this So post. the story, <laughs> the story was about a fine for defacing an important cultural icon, and it ended with "This ass is open <laughs> for business." This is why we have world according <laughs> to Jules. Because I want to see how, how all roads lead to this ass being open for business. Yeah, I'm curious if they're going to pay that fine. Um, like, I don't actually expect them to because that's in this economy. But um, but that's that's fair. Like, the Coliseum's so... Well, they could clearly afford a ticket to the Coliseum. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, the dumbasses recorded it. So that's... Oh, well, that's what know, they're getting fined that's for. You, that's just boy. shameless. Uh-huh. Yeah. I want you to be Banksy up so in that bitch. We will I want see... you to get in there in the dark of night in a black hoodie. You got to earn it. You got to earn that place yeah. on the Coliseum. Yeah, people. Uh, oh yeah, no, I guess I guess people recorded him, and that's that's what happened. So uh... you know, some some local vigilantes. Um, yeah, to you know those. Those Batman classic local Roman Italian vigilantes. Yeah, exactly. 
Mamma mia, <laughs> this is a citizen's arrest. I mean, Mario, that's what Mario is. What is he but a vigilante, a Damn. maskless vigilante? It's like appealing to like libertarian yeah, sensibilities. That's really funny. He's like, I will free the princess yeah, he from is. governmental oversight. Yeah. Yeah. Bowser represents the, the deep the state. Fed. Yeah. Yeah. Bowser's the deep state. Because <laughs> the devil hides in plain sight. So that is your first story. Um, you ready for your second story of a tourist being naughty? This one's a little bit more sad. So I'm just going to go ahead and prep you. You know for I'm that. tender this week. I know. So. But you didn't know this person, so it's hopefully not. As I bad. might, my, but it is. It is a compelling. I'm sorry. I was what just were you gonna, gonna say, say my social circle is pretty big, Brian. You don't know yet if I know this person pretty or not. <laughs> I'll be like Kevin. Oh my god. Uh-huh. Oh, is you can't, no? I got. We got to stop recording. I just texted her. I just texted. Um, here's and you know what? It it involves Jamaica. Uh, it, but it it is kind of a fascinating headline, a fascinating story. Tourist dies trying to drink all 21 cocktails on bar menu. Your thoughts? I saw this online. I was pretty underwhelmed with that volume. <laughs> um, you're talking to someone that had a, an entire bottle of wine earlier and then a, and then a bottle of Stella Artois and then split an IPA with his brother. Like, I know that's not 29 drinks, but... And I probably drank it over a longer period of time. 21. Oh, 21. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> God help him. Um, no, I don't know. Now you're even less <laughs> now impressed. Now I'm even less impressed. Um, 21 is a wonderful movie with Jim Sturgis and the now canceled Kevin Spacey that taught <laughs> me about game theory. Um, and so I just hope that before he died, he understood game theory. <laughs> Time. <laughs> that for me is like a classic world according to Jules. I weaved in an, an obscure 2006 film. No, we we went from tourists dying in Jamaica to Kevin Spacey. <laughs> so once again, thank yeah. Speaking of once again, it, it came back to holes open for business. <laughs> I hope Kevin's well, because Kevin Spacey. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was okay. Um, I won't speculate on his current uh, situation. I guess the only thing I saw of him since he'd been canceled was that video where he essentially played Frank Underwood, even though he's oh, technically that was awesome. Wishing everyone a Merry Christmas that or was something. He's just like petting a cat. Just like, yeah, just, yeah. I'm like, like, uh-uh, Netflix kept that in the separation, my my boo. You gotta you gotta formulate a whole new character. <laughs> if you're gonna alienate people, that leads to it with a character <laughs> that like, everyone's like, who's this? It's like, it's like yeah. he did it. I'm sorry, Netflix owns Frank Underwood. Yeah, he, they do. Yeah. You can't yeah, touch that. What, you gonna be Mickey yeah. Mouse, motherfucker? Get Mickey Mouse, motherfucker. This is just a different person with the same southern accent. His it was a weird accent. It was so heavy handed. Um and so was Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was. So that was world according but to don't, Jules. Don't you think Thank this, you for sharing your insight. Don't you think that's an indicator that his tolerance wasn't very high? I mean, I get if it was like an adios. Well, so it it seems actually it's kind of the opposite. I don't think this was his first 21 cocktail challenge or something similar. I think from what I've seen, he was like a very heavy drinker. So this might be like the straw that broke uh, the camera. That back. happens too. Or an Amy Winehouse case. Right. She was so in a way it's like drawing from alcohol and died, which is sad. Yeah. 
And she also loves yeah, Jamaica, so... I think. Huh? Safe to say. Who, Who did? did? Amy Winehouse. Anyway, you got me going on, on AW. Yeah, sorry. I was too busy reading the details that the fact that an Amy Winehouse reference blew over my head. Like, that's shame. Um, but also, she's British. So was this Taurus who died. Listen, the British, they, they really throw it back. They do. Commendably. They do. That's, that's why... not, I'm not morally judging it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, they homies get messy out on those islands. Hey. <laughs> and I'd say that as a compliment because they're just very accomplished drinkers. Like, it is a culture. Yeah. It, they, and, and the way that they do it. And I will say there there's a joy to their drinking. I feel like Americans sometimes drink because they feel like they have yeah. to. There's like this necessity of drinking, and sometimes people it's feel like, time, like to, time to loosen they have the tie a little they're bit. Like at a party. <laughs> I'll take a Chablis. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, you know, if, if you want to drink, drink. If you don't, you don't have to. And I do like this kind of um, more prevalent culture of. Uh, like more live and let live. I feel like people aren't pressuring others to drink the way, and maybe this is just getting older or maybe it's a sign of the times, but anytime someone's at a party, like, oh, I don't drink. They're like, oh, that's cool. I feel like not that long ago, they're like, oh, what? Come on. You're like, lame. Just have a beer, have a glass yeah. of wine. What, what do you, right. what do you call like reparations anymore? Uh, if it's with the British? Because <laughs> a Brit dying on in Jamaica, that's reparations, honey. It's the start of reparations. <laughs> Um, it's, it's the first of many necessary sacrifices. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Midsummer. I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just pro, I don't think you can move on as an American society. Like I'm so pro reparations because there needs to be that very clear reconciliation before you, I think you could really move on. There just hasn't been as clear of a reconciliation, like abolishing slavery is yeah. not good enough. Civil Rights Act with still pervasive, um, you know, racism institutionalized. That's marrying Meghan Markle. Right? So it's like there's got to be a marrying Meghan Markle. Not yeah. Good um, <laughs> it's, just it's just not. not. It's just not. Yeah. Um, Obama, you know, getting getting closer, <laughs> but not good enough. You know, like we just need the goddamn reparations to be done with it. <laughs> we'll never be done with it, but more of a reconciliation. But that's neither here nor there. That was the world according to Jules, baby. Oh, yeah. um, well, our next segment is called Bogey, Bogey, bum, Bogey, bum. Bogey, Bum, Bum. <laughs> this is where I read Brian different headlines throughout the week. And it's up to Brian to think of a song that that headline reminds him of. So, Brian, are you ready for your headline of the week? Lay it on me. Daytime talk show host Maury comes out with a paternity test partnership. That's right. Maury Povich is launching an at-home paternity test. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. I'm shocked that they hadn't thought of this sooner. I know, right? It's so I'm obvious. Like, Bitch, you've been on air for 30 years, and you're just now putting this together that you could, like, market a product that is synonymous with your show. Yeah, it's like it's like Kim so... Kardashian and Skims. It's like, uh -huh. of course, it's a lingerie line for Kim Kardashian. But she was quick to that. She did that the first chance she had. That's <laughs> why I'm like, more you slacking as a capitalist, dude. 
Or maybe he was just content enough with the show and he could go <laughs> home. And now he's just like in his Henry Winkler, I'm going to sell your reverse mortgage kind of era, <laughs> you know? So I think he's, he's my, maybe, maybe the, the idea has always been in the back of his mind. And now he's just like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'll take that check. <laughs> and uh, here we are. Here we are. So what does, <laughs> I know what suck it is. <laughs> Uh, and I don't, I don't have like my phone, uh, necessarily or like, what uh, is it? You know, I could play it. it so I could play gonna, it. I'll just say, well, and, and Grant's obviously going to put yep. this in, but I think it's Jojo. I think it's Jojo, but and a little too yeah. late. Uh, Is that JoJo? It, just it is. Too That's late? one of my oft-relied-upon uh, Bogey Bogey Bomb Bomb songs. I love Too Little Too Late. No or actually, way. No, leave, leave, get yeah. up. But hold on, let me play it. <laughs> That's in awesome. a few ways and apropos yeah, Maury has a new bag he's securing a new bag with this at home paternity test mm-hmm yeah I would see and and my maybe initial thought was to go in that direction like a success song uh, money 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 <laughs> but then when I realized like wait Maury you're just now doing this that's that's what made me go the other yeah. direction. And Papa's it. got a brand new... He has his own reasons, Papa's I'm got sure. a brand new bag. Papa's got yeah. a brand new kid, you know? It's like... We we go in, like, these hilariously opposite directions sometimes with Bogey that's Bogey. That's so us. It's like, you'll... That is so... that Here we are. Here we, here are. we are. Cuban cousins, totally uh, at odds. A couple of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just total Guantanamo Bays having a kiki. <laughs> Copyright. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah. Anytime someone says Cuban cousin Kiki, which I know they always are, they have to give us. I know. I feel cents. like Taylor Swift up in this bitch. We just <laughs> just wait. We for just have our law in. firm send invoices to everybody. <laughs> Cease and desist said to oh, Olivia this happened in... Oh, someone streamed us in Estonia <laughs> without paying royalties. No, 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 we can't have that. <laughs> Bring them you to me. Lawyer up, asshole. Because I'm not coming for three percent. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Taylor Swift um, as the so Andrew hey. Garfield character in The Social Network. Uh, what was that? You're kind of far away oh, from Oh, I thought. said Taylor Swift has the Andrew yeah. Garfield character in that. The Social Network. <laughs> That'd be awesome. So, yeah, those are... Thank you for that first story. Is that the only story for Bogey Bogey Bum Bum That is the only week? story for Bogey Bogey Bum Bum. Thank you for sharing your tunes, your <laughs> vibes... Oh, I hope you liked him. I hope you liked hey, it. Hey, I'm always, I'm, I'm always Team like... Jojo. I'm a Jojanator. That's like your believers. <laughs> the Jojo Jojo needs more believers, and they're called what are they? Jojo Jojanators. <laughs> Jojanators. <laughs> yeah, let's get this trending. It, it's not too late for Jojo to have an army like that. I'm pro. There probably is a JoJo army name that I don't probably. know. Probably. But 
I, I also love. I, I haven't lo- heard. I love it, right? the parallel know- between like Jojenator, Terminator, Ostela Vista, Leave, Get Out. <laughs> like they both have their Ostela Vistas. Terminator's all Ostela Vista. That's though. the best Just, thing. Yeah. <laughs> There's some parallel there. That's the best thing I've heard all day. <laughs> Thank you for that. You're welcome. So our final segment. Can you so feel it now that now that we are going to leave Get Out with that segment of Bogey Bogey Bum Bum. It's the end of not this podcast, but we have one more segment, which is your gay item of the yeah. week. And so when Brian first asked me to bring in a gay item of the week, he meant news item, but I thought he meant a physical object. <laughs> um, so now I bring in both. Um, which do you want to hear first, Brian? The gay physical item or the gay news item? Where you at? Where you at, straight bruh? Let's start with the physical Hell item. yeah. Because we can, I feel like we can kiki more about the story, and I think that's a better note to end Ooh, on. Ooh, okay. Just reveal all our tricks, why don't you? That's, I, I don't know why I went as inside baseball. I normally don't, but you know, guys, this is a free masterclass. Like you're either listening and taking advantage of it or you're out of the <laughs> DIY loop, aesthetics. You know, and we do this yeah, for DIY free. DIY aesthetics are in. This is how yeah. we're going to get the Visco yeah. girls. You just got to know where to find those. <laughs> yeah. You just got to know where to find those hidden gems. <laughs> and uh, that's what you're listening to right now. All right. So, so this is, is the gay physical gay? item. Physical I have it on my phone so you can see a photo, yeah. but Xbox unveiled a Barbie-themed console, Brian. Wait. Bitch, you are so far from the phone, I can't hear shit. I said, repeat the that. The gay item of the week is that Xbox unveiled a Barbie-themed console. Oh, that's... Has so many words. So my first thought is like, awesome right like a barbie playhouse you can play xbox games on like an art a barbie playhouse you could play halo on you could shoot aliens out of barbies the gender like, I don't binary know where the overlap is, is there over <laughs> we won the war yeah yeah oh no no it, the war's not just one it is now like victory laugh rub face and painted time honey <laughs> But kind of for the first time in history, that's why I'm like, yeah, rub their fucking nose in it. You know, it's been a it's been a historical uphill battle. Um, it is sad because there is a war against, um, you know, against the queer, against women. I, I think it's like a very there's a very obvious culture war. So even if you feel like you're on the winning side and the right side, um, it's still <laughs> scary out there you know if you belong you're to that saying you're saying this is xbox who, way know, just... of getting a trans spokesperson the way bud light did <laughs> this barbie console is it's a... is the bud light trans spokesperson it's a soft launch into a trans <laughs> spokesperson it's not quite now if you could play a controller that looks like ken and like the jump button is a smooth area of his crotch now we're talking a little bit more of uh of a trans kind of <laughs> spokesperson direction. Like that would be bravery. Um, right now this is very brave, but you know, we, we could do more to fuck it up. <laughs> I I can't believe you just revealed to everybody I, that Ken is he's tra- Ken's trans. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the most open secret. It was like Harvey Weinstein's a uh, uh, creep, you know, it's like everyone knew. 
Everyone knows Ken Smooth down there. Like we, we're the only ones who have the balls to talk about it. We'll I'm see sorry. if the movie actually shows it, though. I feel like it's inevitable. I frankly feel like there's no way that, uh, not like a major plot, maybe, but like a clear. That's there, there's there's going to be a clear discussion of what exactly is down there for Ken. <laughs> I feel like that's inevitable. Do 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 you think that's gonna happen? Yeah, I think it has a PG thirteen rating. Yeah. I think they're gonna go there. I'm so excited for that stupid movie, Brian. I'm so excited. Oh my god, <laughs> the fact that that and Oppenheimer too. Like, I forgot. Bar like, there was some kind of Barbie uh re recreation like dream house, like a display that was created somewhere that looks like gorgeous and elaborate. And someone tweeted like the Oppenheimer marketing team has like such a rare opportunity to like completely overtake the Barbie scene. Like just imagine oh, nuking that whole scene. I mean, yeah, the yeah, sets to the Barbie yeah. movie look incredible. I was talking to my family as we were sitting in the ICU with all these machines beeping and stuff. I was like, yeah, so Oppenheimer and Barbie opened on the same day, bro. <laughs> the nurse is like, no way. Yeah. That's been kind of dominating the, <laughs> That's been dominating the movie news cycle is the fact that th those are opening on the same day and they're such seemingly different and movies. And I hear Tom Cruise is pissed because he wants to show Mission Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 in like all the IMAX theaters, but he's having to compete with like all of this hot summer fair like Oppenheimer and Barbie. It's a stacked weekend. Yeah, he's like, what? You're saying the 10th Mission Impossible movie doesn't compete <laughs> with two compelling movies people have waited a long time for? Like, he's entitled to it, you know? And, like, I get it. You open up that new Mission Impossible movie any weekend, it's going to crush. But, like, you're choosing to go head-to-head -head against, like, really anticipated films. Yeah, but theater owners, in a way, should that. do him a yeah. solid. Because Top Gun Maverick, like, pretty much brought us out of, like, the COVID <laughs> theater, the non-theater-going era of COVID. Straight up. Yeah, but would you say, in a way, Top Gun Maverick was its own solid? Like... Hasn't the world done Tom Cruise enough favors? <laughs> Do we owe him anything else? Literally anything else? Yeah, it's like, you already got nominated for a Best yeah. Picture for Top Gun Maverick, sir. Like, cooler with Dead Reckoning. Yeah. Sure. Well, just look at your whole career. <laughs> You're, you've done fine. Let people have their day in the sun. Especially if this is like, look, if this is like a brand new Tom Cruise, like, like Tom Cruise's Oppenheimer, and that's his movie. Like, I get it. This is just the newest Mission Impossible. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, that's a different vibe of movie from these other two, which rightfully are getting that level of excitement. Yeah. I think Tom Cruise is like the John Wayne or Clint Eastwood of his okay. generation, though. He <laughs> is. It's like, um, both it's, are pressed. Well, it's like a movie a year. He does all his own stunts for the most part. Like, he's just like kind of classic that way. Oh, but his stunts are so much more impressive totally, than like John Wayne's totally. tired old ass. <laughs> it's just like fucking fat ass, just like punching people dressed as Genghis Khan. And then playing Genghis Khan. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that, that's what I meant. Like, you know, just doing his own stunts as, as a Mongolian warlord. <laughs> yeah, whereas Tom Cruise did the samurai. And he was okay. already past his prime Cruise at that point. the samurai. That's as Genghis Khan as that homie got. That was, and the makeup was not as bad. <laughs> it's the Genghis Khan makeup. Yeah, yikes. But I think that was peak Hollywood whitewashing. Like that oh, era. definitely. And then Last Samurai. And I, I like that movie. It's a, like, when I saw it as a kid, 
I might I might rewatch it now and be like, wow, this is. Uh, really I bet it would still slap on like, a plane. Uh, it would slap on a plane on my way to Japan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but like, goddamn, it was it, it was a good movie. There's a reason why it was a good movie, and and it was, yeah. So so I might look at it now, but that that was kind of like peak Hollywood uh, whitewashing in a lot of ways culturally, which you don't see as obvious of examples of that. You're talking anymore. about the Last Samurai era or like John Wayne playing Genghis Khan. <laughs> Well, I guess both, but I mean, in the modern oh, sure. era, Last Samurai. Sure, a lot of um, yeah. like hero, like yeah, like like uh, white savior types and stuff. Yeah, the white savior thing, cause yeah, there's difference between like full blown yellow face, like the Genghis Khan, John Wayne <laughs> project, but also that was like around the same time, Andy Rooney or Mickey Rooney. Uh, I think Andy Rooney. Andy but did Rooney. The yellow I love face. The Mickey Rooney. Andy Rooney. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be amazing. <laughs> But uh, and here doing that in Breakfast at Tiffany's, Breakfast you know? at so Tiffany's. Was like, what, what was it about the sixties? Mickey Rooney, <laughs> yeah. As Holly Golightly, I'd be like, "Fuck yeah!" Yeah. Um, uh, well, are yeah. you ready for your gay gay news item Golightly. of the week? Let's have the kiki. I want to have a kiki. Lock the doors tight. Um, so we talk about the other two often on our pod. It's that mm-hmm. it's that Love fantastic that show. show on HBO. I guess now we call it Max. Uh. Max. Yeah, because we're in the Matrix. Yeah. Um, but remember <laughs> remember in the other two how uh, Drew Tarver's character um plays Globby, which is like this gay Yeah. yeah. For the listeners at home, Blob. Please tell them about the Globby plotline, and that'll ramp me into this news item. Yeah, so it was such a funny episode of the newest season where one of the main actors is offered to play the voice of what's supposed to be Disney's first openly gay character. And it's a very clear example of, you know, not just tokenism, but virtue also signaling. how virtue signaling. And then <laughs> even when you're trying to show a gay character, it's really not an honest representation in any way because you're still hiding it behind the fact that it's, uh, not a human right and and there's and you know it, it's it's literally an, an amorphous blob that's in bed with another amorphous blob which is is like clearly not a real indicator that this is like a gay blob right but that's that's kind of you know which we see aren't examples of that it seems from movies like that so i think it was a very clear like critique of kind of well, corporate the corporatization of gay pride. A week like that. after that episode of the other two aired, satirizing Disney and how like they have quote gay representation and it amounts to nothing, uh, Pixar debuted its first oh, non-binary yeah. character yeah. in the movie Elemental. Oh yeah, um, right. And the non-binary character is named Lake, which is actually a fantastic non-binary name. Um, but it's it literally Link. Lake. How much does? Oh, Lake. Lake. How much does That's that look funny. like Globby, by the way? Oh, wait. Um, let me see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, like a ton. And, and actually, I, I wonder if the other two knew about this project and kind of got ahead of it. You'd almost you know? have to wonder because it's or not. I mean, I feel like Pixar, God bless them. It's like it's almost become that like predictable and formulaic. They could almost <laughs> make fun of it and it comes true, you know? No, Pixar's a little down and totally. out right now. They are 
Yeah, and there's a lot of animation studios that are beating them like, just straight head to head. So like Pixar's monopoly on 3D animation and just animation in general is like officially Damn. over to the point that, yeah, they're having to, I don't know, like if they just keep doing like the most obvious thing, <laughs> then, you know, like you're going to get, you're going to reap what you sow. Last night at an open mic, there was a comedian who has, you know, who has like a young kid and he says he's trying to show his kid good animation, you know, like Pixar, like a more, like a more evolved, like a DreamWorks kind of uh, good stuff. But kids are all about like minions and just low hanging fruits. So like Illumination Studios, which made the Minions yeah. movie, he's like, that's like crack to them, right? Like little red butts you know, upcoming all these yellow characters that like, you know, like gibberish. It's like- I'm like, we grew up yeah, with Toy you, Story. You, um, <laughs> you, don't, you can't imagine what Bunk's life was like upon its release. Yeah, exactly. There's like, they're trying to show Robin Williams as the genie <laughs> and these kids are not having it. They don't get the references, you know, the, the adult humor that is really for the parents so that they'll take their kids. It's like, the crack, the visual crack of like the Minions movies and that that kind of like high energy, high fructose corn syrup of <laughs> visuals kind of shit is just beating the crap out of these like <laughs> nicely constructed stories about family. I mean, so long as they could wipe my ass when I'm incontinent, then they're all right by me. Minions are not. I'm like, yeah, I got some Minions for you. <laughs> wipe my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if they speak that gibberish while they do it. Just wipe yeah, it Yeah, I just need one thing from the younger generation. That's to what, why, my ass. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you. That's another episode of Why My Ass. Oh, Brian, you really put wind in my sails. Oh. Thanks for this. <laughs> you feeling better? Were you having a rough time earlier? Not today, but just, yeah, just in general, like the last like two weeks have felt eternal. And, and that's also why I feel like we had a bit of a delay in our broadcasting, but sorry, I was going through traumatic things. Oh, that's no question. No, people, people will know that they'll understand they'll get that. It. Guantanamo and we hope you forgive us. And we hope you really enjoyed this episode. Um, you know, thanks for, for being patient, staying with us and I'm Brian Bogart. And I'm Julian Coza. Thank you, and hasta luego. <laughs>